0: Hello, dear friend. Welcome back to the CCFS Counseling Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Edward Ruiz. I'm a licensed professional counselor. In this part two of a series called Counseling for Children, I'm going to answer the question, how to provide counseling for children. Now, this is a deep question and a deep topic. And so there's obviously a lot that would need to be covered in your traditional how-to, especially on a topic about providing counseling for children. So what I've decided to do is break up this episode into two segments. In the first segment, I'm gonna really go over the topic of the clinical interview, which is also known as the intake. And then the second segment, I will talk about the diagnosis of the problem, and then a plan going forward, which is also known as your treatment plan. So thank you so much for tuning in and grab a pen and paper and let's get started. Thank you again for staying tuned in. In this section, I'm gonna answer the question how to provide counseling for children. And in many respects, the process I'm gonna outline here will mirror that of just about any other counseling session. However, with children, there's gonna always be at least two people in the room. You have the parent or the guardian, and then the child. And additionally, I do solicit some information from the parent or the guardian concerning the pregnancy, which I may not necessarily do in a standard adult intake, Now, with that being said, there are a few questions that I do ask adults related to early childhood development. And so if there's certain information that's known to the adult, I will document that. And so for instance, if an adult happens to know whether their mother used substances during pregnancy, and then depending on the circumstances that lead to the person being in counseling, that information may be relevant for overall consideration in the treatment. And so now the how to piece, how do we actually do this? And as I mentioned earlier, I'm going to just cover the clinical intake the interview and then do what's called goal setting. And I'm going to ask that quote unquote miracle question, which I'll unpack later on. But as I said earlier, another term for clinical interview is an intake. It's that very first session that you have when you make your phone call and you schedule your session. And after you fill out all that paperwork, you're going to have an intake. And in my clinical interview, I cover a variety of different domains. And if you look on the webpage there, you'll see a very simple summary overview of the things that I cover in my intake. I go over family history, including the parents and any any siblings. I go over family health. I go over child and adolescent history, which again goes back to birth and pregnancy. I go over infancy and toddlerhood, and then any other developmental history that may be relevant up to that point. I go over education. I ask about how and what their feelings are about the schoolwork and their general approach to schoolwork and their overall performance and peer relationships at school. I go over leisure and recreation. I go over their medical and their physical health, which will include information about how their daily nutrition goes, what's the update on their current exams, are they getting their annual done, are they getting their dental done, their vision, that sort of a thing. And then I cover any chemical use history or treatment that may be involved. And then lastly, I cover what's called their behavioral and emotional inventory, which basically I'll ask, I'll ask simple questions about how others may perceive them. So for instance, is the person that's coming for counseling, are they thought of as a leader? Are they more thought of as a follower? Are they more argumentative? Are they more timid? And those sorts of questions. And then I close off that section with a Uh, an assessment of suicidality just to see where they're at in terms of um, if there is a concern there related to suicidality. Now, as a typical uh, intake, they'll go up to 90 minutes um, and it's not uncommon for maybe the intake to extend into two full sessions. um, So don't be surprised by that. Some things to think about that weigh in on that first intake that may or may not make the full intake go. Um, into two full sessions. So some things may include the age of the child, the extent of the concerns that lead to counseling, and um, the overall child's bio-social development, um, which includes their cognitive development. And then another thing to consider is the involvement of family members and the extent to which the concerns that lead the person to counseling are impacting the child's daily living. Now, once you've done this clinical intake, we're moving on now into goal setting. And in the goal setting phase, we're just about again near the end of the session. And so I embark, which really on this, a really, really important aspect of the intake. Um, Usually when children are coming to counseling, their parents are bringing in the counseling, it's very easy to list off reasons why we think someone needs counseling. But when we're finally sitting in the counselor's office and we're having to think very deliberately about the aim of the counseling process, sometimes um, our our thinking isn't always as sharp. And so I asked the question about what is the true goal and the true aim of the counseling process? Because it should go without saying that without a vision going forward, the counseling process will have this sense of feeling like an endless journey. And sometimes we won't even be able to measure progress and even progress could go unnoticed if we don't have a goal. And so that's where this miracle question comes into play. I I like to think of it like this, and it can be posed in different ways, but this is the way I typically pitch it. If you were to participate in counseling for say six months to a year, and you had to end counseling for whatever reason, what would be the one thing that you could look back and say, I'm glad we accomplished this? What is the this part that you hope to get out of the counseling? And oftentimes for parents, um, these are very good, well-meaning goals, but some of the general areas that tend to be focused on real are related to behavior. So for instance, they would want a child to stop arguing with their parents or, and start doing what mom and dad say. Or sometimes they're more emotional in nature, so they want someone's self-esteem to be increased and to grow in some, a personal sense of confidence. Other times, it's relational in nature. They want their children to have more friends at school, to be able to have that sense of feeling and knowing that they are liked by other people. And so the most affected domain is usually the most obvious to the parent. And so that's typically the area where we would want to see the most positive change. And that's usually the area where we target our in our counseling process and our goals. And so if it is a behavioral issue, then yes, we will definitely seek, tackle that. But depending on the whole context and addressing the most outstanding concern, that may or may not always be the thing that carries us throughout the counseling process. So that's why we go through that whole clinical interview tackling all or addressing all of those different domains. And then we go on to a proper diagnosis. Like I said earlier though, we'll talk about diagnosis later. But as you'll see in the proper in a proper diagnosis and then in your treatment plan going forward. The initial area of focus that we that we have in our counseling goal may not be the thing that carries us on. Um, You know, maybe to say another way, one of my professors in grad school used to say: the thing that brought someone to counseling isn't necessarily the thing that keeps them in counseling. And so as I develop this goal and kind of ask this question, I do eventually uh, we turn the conversation a little bit to a faith-related a faith-based related goal Um, because as as a christian counselor as a counselor operating from a christian worldview the faith aspect of counseling is really of great importance Um, and it's usually the case for the parents who come for counseling here at ccfs and so in the intake there's kind of two things that unfold here Um, one we identify the weak spots that have to deal with some of the more Um, obvious concerns such as if it is a behavior or emotional concern but then we also deal with the fact that there's a faith piece to uh, the person's life and that has to be addressed as well and so as i mentioned this is um, just a covering of the clinical intake and the and the uh, goal setting phase in the next episode in the next segment i'm going to address how to do a diagnosis And then how does that turn into a plan going forward so thank you so much for staying tuned in and look out for um, part three until next time hello dear friend thank you again for staying tuned in here on this episode of counseling for children i do hope that you found this uh, segment beneficial so please stay tuned for part three as i mentioned we will talk about how to diagnose the problem and then how to create a plan going forward. Remember, here at CCFS Counseling Conversations, we seek to tackle problems of everyday living, offering counsel and encouragement from a Christian worldview. So stay tuned in, and I'll look forward to connecting with you next time. Until then.